0: Hey there, it's Mara schiavo and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key and that's why we're here to help. Every week we're bringing you the top health, wellness and fitness experts along with a lot of really amazing everyday people and it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. Don't want to wait until Monday for the next episode of Motivated? You can hear it three days early on the TuneIn app. Download TuneIn today and listen for free. So I'm here today with a really great, exciting guest, Sean T., fitness emperor because you've built this empire. So I'm just going to yes. call you fitness emperor because they gave me your bio, but it's like a page long. Um, and I think that most most of our listeners know you. Um, you've created tons of exercise programs. I, I'm guessing the most popular are Insanity and Size. Is that, is that accurate?
1: I think so. But mm. Insanity is just popular because it was so hard. And then Size is popular because People wanted to dance and they didn't want to feel like they were working out. But I actually think T25 is a very, is one of my most popular programs because we released it and helping everyone understand that you only need to work out 25 minutes a day. And so that was massive. Well,
0: you have this collection of really popular programs. Yeah. (laughs) And I actually, okay, so this is a little known fact about me. I love infomercials. I love them. So when I'm up at night and I'm flipping through the channels, I will skip past a show and see an infomercial and stop everything and, like, get a snack.
1: Can I tell you something? Yeah. I love infomercials, Where too. But not because I have them. I literally... They're great. <laughs> I flip through the channels to see what I can buy. And yes. I'm, and it's so funny because we'll be sitting at home... And I'll say, I bet you at the end of this, they're going to say, and you can get two for the price of one. There's (laughs) always
0: a deal. There's always a deal. So that's how I know you, because I watched the infomercials intently. um, And I also love to see those transformations. I don't want to bury the lead. Big day for you. Celebration. Your book is out now. Shanti, T is for transformation. Unleash the seven superpowers. To help you dig deeper, feel stronger, and live your best life. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. So you can
0: add author to emperor. Emperor and author. Yes. Let's talk about the book. Okay. Um, so, Seven Superpowers. This is not necessarily a fitness book.
1: It's not a, fi- it's not a fitness book in terms of your body. It's a fitness book in terms of your mind. Mm. So, for so many years, having been in the fitness industry for 20 years and having gained Wait, weight I, how myself. You? Can I ask you? I'm 39. Okay, because you I'll look be... about 20. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you got
0: a little salt in your pepper in your beard. I but you're, do, and I so love youthful. it.
1: Uh, yeah, so I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years. And what I realize is a lot of people yo-yo. They go, they, they make this amazing transformation. They take the photo. They're excited. They get to the wedding or they get to the beach. And then literally less than two months later, they're back to not feeling great. I put on a weight. I've run thousands and thousands. I've taken thousands and thousands of people through test groups, many, many test groups where they feel amazing. They're, they're making strides. And then at the end, they just are happy for a few weeks. And then I see them and then they put their head down when they see me because they haven't sustained the transformation. So maintenance I, is hard. Maintenance is hard. But that's why I created the book. It's about fitness, it's about your life, it's about your journey, it's about you recreating your story and understanding that sustainability happens in these small steps. And as you know, and a lot of people out there know, you gain the weight because... It's always a symptom. It's a symptom. It's always a symptom. And so what I want you to do is understand that you have to connect to those symptoms because the struggles that you've had Produce the most amazing superpowers that you can have. And That's so, a great way to look at it. everyone wants to get rid of the trouble. They want to get mm, rid of that. They preach. want to push everything to the back and everything in the closet. But what if, what if you actually reached in the closet and said, you know what, I'm going to face that. I'm going to be transparent with whatever it was that kept me back. And th- would I? What I can promise you is as you go through that thing that you've been hiding and when you become transparent with yourself, you're going to find out that you're going to find out that you developed an amazing strength from going through that struggle. Mm -hmm. So for weight loss and instead of saying, I lost the weight, I'm so excited. And then being like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Connect write down the successful moments that you have as you're going through, because these are all amazing superpowers and tools that you can use when you get to the end so that. If you have a tough day you can say what did i do at number 45 you know at weight loss when i was when i was 45 pounds down and i had a plateau mm-hmm. what did i do and you can connect to that
0: But you're really addressing this very complex web Because weight loss isn't about eating less and exercising more. If it were that simple, we'd all look like you, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or, or you'd look like you, right? Well, (laughs) because I see you. Well, thank you.
0: (laughs) Um, But it's very complex. And you mentioned, you know, you'll see people and they'll hang their heads, you know, because they have not maintained their weight. And there's all this shame attached to it. And one a really big moment for me was saying, why am I ashamed of having gained weight? Of my weight fluctuating? Why is that shameful? Why? I'm not going to carry it as shame anymore. It's a reality. There's something happening in my life. I I behaved in a way that was counter to my goals. I'm now paying the consequences. Got to get back on track. There, there shouldn't be any shame in that. Should- so so when you talk about the superpowers, I mean, mm-hmm. you're really speaking to the how complex all of that is. Right. So what are these superpowers that can help us, you know, conquer these demons?
1: So the first one I want to talk about, which is something that a lot of people are afraid of. The first superpower is actually uncomfortable being able to get uncomfortable. And that leads to change, right? And so some people are so afraid of change, changing their job, changing, oh my goodness, I have to eat something different. Or they put so much pressure on themselves that they're like, I don't know if I can do this. And with uncomfortableness comes the process of questioning yourself, questioning whether you can actually commit. But if you think about it, every day when you get out of bed, you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. How am I going to get through the day? How am I going to reach that deadline at work? How am I? Or if you do st- start on a fitness journey, and the minute you say, "I'm going to," start to try and lose weight, guess what happens? You have decided that you are going to take uncomfortable steps because in order to progress, you have to do something that's a little bit tougher than you did yesterday. And so that's what progress is.
0: But do you find that when people start a fitness journey and they start putting themselves in physically uncomfortable situations, are they able to then transition that to life, to putting themselves in uncomfortable life situations? Is is there a parallel there?
1: There is a parallel. And so... If anyone who's ever done my workouts, especially Insanity, they know that I tell you, I don't care about the weight. I care about how deep you dig. And I want you to take these 60 days or however long your, your personal program is, I want you to take your 60 days or uh, 30 days or whatever it is and, and connect to those moments that you have in a workout that are really tough. And imagine you get through that moment. Now, translate that into your life. So imagine for 60 days you're in push-up position or you're you're feeling a burn in your legs and you say, for 60 days I really had to go into my mind and say, keep going, trust and believe in who you are, push past that barrier. That positive self-talk immediately correlates with what's happening in your life. And so you feel good about that. So you have to take the positive self-talk that you do in your workout and something that you're working on to produce amazing results in your body and produce the amazing results in your life.
0: What are one of the other superpowers that that you like? In this I life? have so many. I mean, there are seven. I wish we had the time to talk about okay. all of them. Because then there to... are the truth bombs I want to get to. And right. then, speaking of truth bombs, there's a pretty big bomb in your personal life that's about yes. to go off.
1: <laughs> we should save that. <laughs> we're going to save. or are teasing okay. that for the end. Okay. So one of my other One of my favorite superpowers is the superpower of selfish. Now, in everyday conversation, when most people talk about someone being selfish, it's deemed as a negative connotation. They're saying, oh, my gosh. Like, if someone called me selfish, and most of the time I would be like, oh, my God, why would you say that? It's a criticism. Right. Now when someone calls me selfish, I'm like, yep, absolutely. Because if you are positively selfish at one point at every single day of your life, guess what? You have given yourself the time. You have given yourself... Positive self-energy and positive self-talk to trust and believe in who you are. And so the first thing I tell people to do in terms of being selfish is when you wake up every day, instead of thinking about what your your boss needs or even instead of thinking about what your kids need, unless it's an emergency.
0: That seems like blasphemy to say that. But as a mother, I believe that Mm -hmm. because if I don't put my oxygen mask on first... How can I take care of anybody else?
1: That is it. And that's the problem with people saying, well, I have to do this for my family. I have to do this for my job. I have to do this. But imagine if you felt really good every single day and you did something amazing for you. You put that, you give yourself the confidence. And so now everyone else is going to benefit from your happiness. But if you don't give yourself excitement and you don't give yourself good energy and you don't give yourself that one point in a day that is all about you, guess what? You're going to start to be bitter toward everything else. So the superpower of being selfish and understanding that it is okay to give yourself the time. And and so here's another little example I give when it it comes to being selfish, and it's kind of funny. So most of the time when someone compliments you, you say, oh, yeah, but I still got to lose this or... That, oh, my God, that dress looks really nice. Yeah, but you see, I got to get rid of this role here. Of
0: course, you don't want to be immodest.
1: What I want you to do from this point forward, it means, so we're going to try this more. Okay. So you say Roll to play. me, say, Sean, oh, my gosh, you look... Give me a compliment. Sean,
0: you look amazing. Your body is just in such great shape. Oh, my goodness, I
1: know. I worked so <laughs> hard. Now, listen. Now, listen. I know that comes across as selfish, but what if you said that in your mind? What if the first thing you said is, I know. Like, I work so hard for this. (laughs) And you say thank you to that instead of pushing away the compliment. Right. We train ourselves to push away the compliment. We don't want attention because of how unhappy we are. And so I want you to accept it. Be a little bit selfish. It doesn't have to be outwardly selfish. But if someone says, you look at like me and my husband, when we leave the house, he's like, oh, that outfit's really nice. I'm like, I know. (laughs) And then I go give him a hug and say, thank you so much. But he laughs every time because he wants me to feel good about myself. I love that. But you
0: know what? There's nothing wrong with saying thank you. I've been working really hard at this. Thank you for noticing. Exactly. And I think that's a great, great way to be because it's about self-love.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so truth bombs. What are, what are the truth bombs? What is a truth bomb?
1: A truth bomb is a is a direct quote for you to understand that this is how it is. It's it's not a non-sugar-coated form of of speaking and talking and listening and reading so that you get straight to the point because a lot of times in a fitness journey or a weight loss journey, or your relationship, we sugarcoat the issue when most people want to hear exactly what it is. Right. We can handle it. We can handle it. If you've ever been in an argument with your spouse or a disagreement with someone, people beat around the bush and it makes the conversation long, number one. (laughs) And then it just carries a whole bunch of extra words that you don't need to hear. For me, I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's get straight to the point. What is the issue at hand? And so that's what a truth bomb is. Mm -hmm. And I want to start I don't know if you have one that you want to talk about, but I want to start well, we with one of my we have a couple right here,
0: but I'm interested in what you think is... Well, I'm sure you think the entire book is full of important <laughs> moments. But what are the ones that you want to focus on? Okay,
1: so one of the ones that I want to focus on goes back to what we were talking about, about self-love. And that is nothing looks as good as confidence feels. Mm. Everyone thinks that you should only feel good when you reach that certain number. Mm. But what if you walk out the house this very day after listening to this, put on those heels or put on those that new outfit and walk out and walk the runway. As you walk down the steps to your car or as you walk into the office or you're walking through the parking lot into the office and I'm <laughs> laughing now, I'm like, I want you to walk the runway. Right. I want you to literally look, look act like... You the know, world is my stage. The world is my stage <laughs> because nothing looks as good as confidence feels. There are people out there who have a six pack who are on the cover of magazines, and if you actually talk to some of them, they're still not happy. They still say, "Oh, but I need to lose this." And I'm, I got to no. What, how do you feel right now? And so connect to where you are and be confident at this moment. And so if you, as you go along your journey, if you walk the runway every single day, <laughs> or if you have your stage every single day by the end of your journey, you have developed a positive self confidence that you can really take with you.
0: And that can actually be very motivating. You know, motivation doesn't have to come from a place of loathing of, oh, look at these roles and I wish this were smaller. This were that confidence can be motivating. Look how good I look and I want to keep this up and get better. Yes. Which is a great place to start from.
1: Touch the rolls, hug the rolls. Because <laughs> you know what? Right now you are the strongest person you're going to be. You know, so Love it. It's there. I, you, people can't see. Oh, and maybe they can't see. There's a camera there, but. Most people can't see at this moment, but I have stretch marks on, on my arms, on my butt, and my, on my hips. And I used to be really afraid to get naked in front of people.
0: Does that and bother you? Do stretch marks bother you?
1: Not anymore. They used to. Oh, goodness. Okay. Stretch when
0: marks I, are the one thing that have never bothered me. And I And with every child, I get more. And I'm like, it's a good thing they don't bother me. I just, there's nothing about them that's unattractive in my opinion. So well, shout out you. to
1: all our stretch marks. Right. People. But now, before I used to... You know, now I'm like, hey, It is what it is. It is a reminder that because when I got really big, I actually didn't see them until I lost the weight again, mm-hmm. right? So now it's a reminder of my strength and my accomplishments. Yeah,
0: stretch marks are sneaky because when I was, preg- I was pregnant, I was pregnant, I'd be like, oh, I'm not getting any stretch marks, and then you have the baby, and you're like, oh, there they are. When things <laughs> get a little smaller, they were hiding. They were. Um, okay, so another truth bomb. What's another one? Okay,
1: another another truth bomb is um, I'm trying to think of one of my favorite ones is accept your life as it is or accept your responsibility to change it. Mm. Because excuses are tools of incompetence that build monuments into nothingness. Wow. And those who specialize in them seldom accomplish anything else. So don't don't settle and, and specialize in excuses. If your life is this way, you either have to accept the responsibility to change it or accept it as it is. And I mm-hmm. want you to accept the responsibility to change it because you have the power to change it. And that's one of those like rough truth That, is,
0: that is rough, but you have to, either you're going to act on something mm-hmm. or you have to accept it the way it is. You can't have it both ways. You exactly. can't complain about it and do nothing.
1: And so what I want to, you know, I want to talk about this and, The reason why that truth bomb is so special to me is, and I might be jumping ahead. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but being sexually abused as a young kid and getting older and having that um, weigh heavily on me every single day, I was saying to myself, am I going to just continue to be heavy or am I going to accept the responsibility to change my life? Am I going to go to therapy? Am I going to face the demons that have happened? And what I realized is as hard as it is, the steps to success are and the feeling is so amazing when you actually like I was saying before when you take that stuff out of the closet mm-hmm. and you face it and so you know accept your li- either accept your life as it is or accept your responsibility to change it but the thing is i know you can change it
0: well i think it's very easy for people on the outside looking in to look at you and say you're gorgeous you're fit you have this you know so huge nice. successful fitness empire um you what do you know about struggle but you share what you do know about struggle, which is a lot. You've had to face your stuff and deal with it in a very real way.
1: Very real way. And so, you know, I believe that life happens in sevens. And some people might like, oh, hmm, what, it's, what does that, that mean? Right. But every seven years, you have a major transition and transformation in your life. And everyone who's listening, go back and think, like, what happened seven years ago? So from the age of pretty much seven to 14, I was – or. From the age of, at the age of seven, eight years old, I was sexually abused. And then at 14, I made the decision to move out of my house to make a change. I left home. Wow, at at 14? At 14. At the age of 21, I came out as a gay male. At the age of 28, I released my very first international, you know, fitness program. And Mm -hmm. so I believe that every seven years, (laughs) you have a major transformation. And so, and I got married seven years ago and... There's something happening amazing Mm, this year. A book is coming out. So um, anyway, I just think that, you know, if you actually pay attention to your life and pay attention to what's going on in your surroundings and in your world, you will be able to connect to these transitions and make the transitions and changes so great and monitor and adjust so that you can really keep control of what's happening.
0: Now, a lot of people really genuinely want to do better when it comes to their their health and wellness and fitness and weight. Yes. Um and I was one of those people that for years I wanted to do better but I just didn't really know how. Mm-hmm. So if you're speaking to, you know, someone who wants to be fitter, they they have a goal, they've tried for years to accomplish it, they can't get there and they don't know why. What advice would you give someone to be able to take a real look at what's standing in their way and deal with it?
1: Right. So one of the things that uh, I tell people at the beginning of a fitness journey, and I tell people who are health leaders when they have to tell someone, oh, you know, you have high cholesterol or you have diabetes or you have a lot of weight to lose, you know, I tell them, don't go into the room and tell this person, you have a long road ahead of you. And, you know, <laughs> you ask them, what. okay, first step is, how are we gonna make what do you enjoy in life? Don't even talk about the problem because they're they're there or or for yourself when you're looking into yourself. you already know what the issue and the problem is. but what do I enjoy out of life? That's the first step. The second step is connecting to your story, saying you know you look on social media and there's the before picture and the after picture but i'm I'm more concerned with what happened before the before picture? what was mm-hmm. the journey to get to the before? And what's going to happen after you take that snapshot and edit that after photo, right? Like, Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen? So that's the second thing, connecting to your journey and the successful steps. What is the everyday step that you can do to create positive self-change? Because people go after the big picture. And I want people to know out there, don't put the pressure on yourself. Not everyone is, you're not striving to be on the cover of a fitness magazine, right? People get paid to do that. That's a full time job. Right.
0: But, but you, I mean, it's important for people to remember that. It's, if yes. you're a fitness model or even if you're an actress or an actor, that is your job to look like that. But the rest of us have to go to a real job. I mean, not that's not, that's not a real job. We have to go to a non fitness related job right. and we have kids and grocery shopping and it's a completely different way of life.
1: It's a completely, and that's why I tell people don't. Looking at the cover of magazines, and I have many friends who are fitness models, and I love them. But I can tell you right now, they're like, This is really hard. This is really tough. If you, I want people, if you're listening, if you Google um, fitness competitions, or you know, you'll see people really ripped. And you Google what happens after the fitness competition, you'll see because it's not sustainable. Right. And I but want,
0: it's so important for people to know that even those people don't look like that any day of the week. They have to get to competition. Phase they look like that on stage and then they don't,
1: right? And I want to tell people my personal story when it comes to that because people might say, Well, you're insanity guy, you're fit, you get it. And I'm saying, Listen, when I have a photo shoot, there are things that I do that I have to like want to look really good and look really motivated. What do you do? What are some of the tricks?
0: I've heard, Don't drink water,
1: um, does that like make
0: your muscles pop? Yeah,
1: so this is so crazy. One of the things is, Don't drink water pretty much for the last. You sip on water or ice for, like, the last, I don't know, like, 36 hours. Okay. And then the morning of, when you are super lean and you haven't eaten, you eat, like, Twix or chocolate and candy because what happens is the sugar just, like, goes to your body and it actually pumps up your muscles. That's interesting. So some people out there, and I have a lot of friends who get this, they'll be on this amazing health journey and they eat really well. And then the day after they eat, a cheat a treat meal cuz i don't call cheat meals mm-hmm. a treat meal mm-hmm. you look in the mirror and you're like how do my arms look right. like that and that's because <laughs> your body's like thank you but here's the <laughs> it's funny um but here's the ironic part about that that's why i believe in 85% healthy and 15% fun mm-hmm. because you have to understand that you can eat healthy but you can still have fun you don't have to eat lettuce all day or just mm-hmm. you know boring grilled chicken you can go to the movies and have your popcorn. If you go to the movies with me, this is what I'm having and this is so mm. bad, but it's so good. Every time I go to the movies mm. I get popcorn and I get the pretzel bites. I don't know why I like the taste <laughs> of them together. And some people Are you might, a
0: salt guy or a savory or a sweet guy in general?
1: I'm just a guy that likes to eat. Okay. <laughs> but generally, I think I'm more of a savory. Um, I'm not a sweet guy at all. I'm, oh, OK. Yeah, I'm not like I'm, unless it's a donut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. But I, right. I like salty things. OK, got it. Yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, the, the other thing I'm a firm believer in don't don't eat what you don't like and don't do activities you don't like. So I tried for years to diet eating salad. And then one day I was like, you know what? I don't like cold vegetables. I like cooked vegetables, so I'm never eating a salad again if I don't want to. There's no rule book that says that's the only way to consume vegetables. So I think if you if you try to look for the things that you like, it's a little less pain, painful.
1: And and in terms of that, well, first I want to say we have so much in common because I hate cold food; it gets on my nerves. But um, the other thing I wanted to say is when it, in terms of eating, and you made an amazing point of eat what you like. The other thing is when you eat. Ask yourself, especially if you're in the beginning of your journey, how is this going to make me feel after Mm, I eat?
0: That's such an important question. Because
1: there's the emotional eating, which we've all done before. Trust me, I've done it before. But if you ask yourself, how am I going to feel after this is digested? Mm -hmm. Am I going to beat myself up for eating it or am I going to celebrate it, Right? right? So when you go to a party, don't be afraid to eat cake because you can actually celebrate the moment with the people. But every day, if it's, you know, late at night and you have to choose something, watermelon. Some people say don't eat fruit. But, you know, eating watermelon is better than eating a brownie in a refrigerator, right? right? It's,
0: it's the lesser of evils. Right. There's so a which, scale.
1: what's going to make you feel better? Or even in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, get used to the fact of talking to your food. And you don't have to do it physically out loud because <laughs> it might be weird. But when you're looking at the menu or when you're in the grocery store, Talk to the box. What are you going to do for me?
0: Right. It should be worth it.
1: It should be worth it. Should it should be
0: worth it. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to the point now if it's not. I mean, I, I, the other day I spit out a piece of pizza because it was disgusting pizza. And I was like, if I'm gonna eat pizza, it's going to be the best pizza right. on the planet.
1: My stomach is not going to hurt for no reason. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So let's talk about a little bit of, of personal news. Okay. Really great personal news. You put a video up on your Instagram feed. You and your husband are expecting not one baby but two babies. Yes, we are. Congratulations. Thank
1: you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, It's been a very tough journey, a five-year journey in trying to have kids. We've tried, ooh, this is our 12th time trying and we had success. Um, Many surrogates, many egg donors. Um, It's been a really tough journey Mm -hmm. and, you know, full disclosure, it was such a tough journey that me as a motivator, it was something that I was ready to give up on. Mm. And, Many tears, sleepless nights, anxiety. And now we are, even though that's behind me, I still like to know what I gain from that. And I gain persistence and passion mm. and and even and learning more about what commitment really means. And another great thing that I learned about that journey the journey of becoming a dad is knowing when to lean on someone who cares about you. Because mm. you know, people out there who are going through any kind of weight loss journey, a work journey, relationship journey, you forget to lean on the people who really care about you. I talk about it in my book, like you are the average of the five closest people to you. So who are your cast members? Wow, that's powerful. Who are the cast members in your show? And so I actually had to lean on Scott and, and really have him help lift my spirits up to continue this journey. But now mm-hmm. we're here. Yes. Okay. And in just a few short weeks, we're having twins, and I am. Um, everyone's saying, "So, what do you? What's the next phase of your life?" I'm mm-hmm. saying to be a dad, right, and hopefully be an amazing right. dad.
0: Now, do you know what the gender of the babies is?
1: We do. I will have to call you and tell you because okay. we're not telling. You're not saying it publicly. But
0: is, <laughs> yeah. is 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 the room all decorated appropriately? If I walked into the nursery, would I know what you were? If having? you
1: walked into the nursery, you would absolutely <laughs> know what happened. I mean, I when I, I actually sent people some um they ask for some pictures but when people ask for pictures i black i black and white the photos i change them to black and white because if i it's 100 percent. you would know (laughs) whether it's a girl and a boy a girl and a girl or a boy and a boy you don't know but you would know so have you picked names uh we haven't picked names okay so what Actually, here's what we did. We chose a bunch of names, but we want to look the babies in the eye first before that's, we name them. That's
0: a great idea. I mean, you do get a sense of their spirit from the moment they come out. And yes. you just know. And you just Is know. it this or this? Are they, you know, Bob or John? Like, yes, you exactly. just know. I
1: will give you a little hint to everyone out there. And I don't Tell know me. if Scott's going to approve of this, but... Yeah. Uh, when we, so Scott and I work together, he's my boss some days, I'm his boss some days, (laughs) but when we sign anything, we put SB2, you -hmm. know, so our initials, our first and last initial, even though people know me as Sean T Mm -hmm. in my marriage. What does the T stand for? Transformation. Well, what's your name? I know, real I'm just name? messing I with was you. Say, I,
0: I, know, I know that wasn't I like your daddy's to. name. <laughs> I know, right?
1: My my last name, uh, T, was for Thompson. Okay. So, but okay. here's a little fun, an interesting, pers- fun fact, personal story. I never met my biological father. Mm-hmm. So, and I found out that he was adopted even. So, it wasn't even his last name. So, okay. now it really makes sense. I, I love that, you know, my name is Sean T. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so important for me to be like, so what does it mean now? Because I never met. This person and it's not in my bloodline. What is it? And it, it is transformation. But anyway, I okay. just had to tell you that. Okay. Um, what was I saying? So you
0: were you were giving us a hint about the babies. Oh, so, so here's you guys the hint. sign SB two.
1: We sign SB two, but. We will be signing SB4, so we do know that they will be S names.
0: Mm, so you're kind of like the Kardashians in oh, a good way. Oh yeah. The book is out. We hope that well we know it's going to be a huge bestseller. Oh, thank um, you. Because you are so inspirational to so many people. Thank you so much for being thank here. You, Mara, the I book it. is T is for Transformation. And where can people find you on social media?
1: People can find me at Sean T S H A U N T on Twitter and Instagram, and at uh, facebook.com/slash Sean T Fitness on Facebook.
0: Are you going to put baby pictures? Right away, or you're gonna make us wait for them. Um,
1: you'll find out soon mm. after, okay? Maybe not that day because I want to literally, I know we're gonna be soaking up the love, and I want to spend a good week with them before I'm like, Here, world, you know, I'm gonna be a little selfish, you know? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> a it's a superpower, more, <laughs> it's one of the
0: superpowers. Sean, thank you, thank you, Mark. Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can listen to motivated episodes three days early on the TuneIn app. New episodes will post on Fridays. Download TuneIn today and listen for free. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara schiavo